Public Service Announcement Merging Universities The ultimate hidden truth of the world is that it is something that we make and could just as easily make differently. David Graeber, 1961 to 2020. Welcome to Blind Insights, a podcast we call A Haphazard Guide to Living, hosted by philosophy master David Olney and myself, a philosophy student, Tim Whiffen. Hello listeners and welcome to today's episode of Short Blind Insights, seeing as a public service announcement. This was recorded in the week where the announcement was that the University of Adelaide and University of South Australia are back to talking about merging, but this time they've got a name for the combined entity. And guess what? It's really sophisticated and new and amazing. <laughs> Adelaide University. <laughs> Which is what we all called the University of Adelaide anyway. Uh, unless it's beaten into your head from years of teaching there like me. Mm, yeah, fair. Anyway, I should have said, hi, Tim. <laughs> I'm here as well. <laughs> We're also sitting in a new studio. Yes. So thank you very much to Solstice Podcasting for allowing us to record in their studio. It's a very nice studio with a very comfy chair and a really good mic because I don't have to be as careful about maintaining an ultra consistent distance to the microphone which means my back is going to love me a lot more in this studio. <laughs> and my editing wrist. That's <laughs> oh, more better too? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I, you know, the less I have to kind of do anything ah, to make anything to consistent. twiddle stuff. Mm. So less twiddling. Yeah. So less twiddling and I get to be more movable. Yes. It's all good. I move more, you move less. This is a plus-sum game, much like what you're predicting the merger to be. You're so good at getting us back on track. Well done, you. <laughs> So, listeners, reason for recording this today is so many people have already said to me, David, what do you think about the merger? And they don't wait for me to answer. They just go, I think it's a crap idea. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and they go, it's going to ruin everything that makes Adelaide University good. Mm. And my normal response when they eventually stop ranting is, what decade was it still good? Like, are you comparing it to your undergrad experience in the 80s, your postgrad experience in the 90s, your first teaching experiences in the 90s? When are you comparing it to? Mm. And then they go silent. So, you know, all those people that have asked me what I think and then proceeded to rant, it's terrible. Please <laughs> stop doing that. <laughs> so, public service announcement laid out thin and fast or mm. short and fast. Actually, I think a merger is a really good idea for a couple of very simple reasons. Australian universities tend to be generalist, which means there's never enough staff in an area to genuinely become a hothouse of inspiration and creativity. There's enough people to get the work done, but not really to inspire each other. And it's very much that case with Adelaide University and UniSA. Most departments are too small to get critical mass for high-level creativity or high-level innovation. Also, they only tend to teach either a very general course to get you into the workplace, which UniSA is very good at, or the more abstract course that gets you into a research role or heading down the PhD path. That's something that University of Adelaide is better at. Mm. Better at. I'm not saying great at, because it long since stopped being great at anything. All universities are bureaucratic. <laughs> not all of them are pedantic and officious. Adelaide Uni is. For the uh, lay Staff person. and students. Oh, sorry. For the lay person, officious. Uh, 
Got a computer handy? Sure. Yep, let, let's read a proper definition. Okay. Because I know it's the right word, but I would rather you find a proper definition. Officious, assertive, of authority in a domineering way, especially with regard to trivial matters. See, ah, that's, that's why a, I had to get you to read the definition. That's a great word. Yep. And what did all your experiences of interacting with the administration in Adelaide teach you? It's officious. Oh, yeah, that will interfere with everything. <laughs> yep. For the sake of having great KPIs for administration. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's bureaucratic, mm. exactly. Yeah. So what I would say is the great benefits of this merger are you get big enough departments to teach the general course to get people into work, the specialised course to create future scholars and researchers. Mm -hmm. You have a hothouse that means we get more innovative research, more innovative postgrad supervision. Undergrads can pick between the streams that interest them once they know how interested they really are. The administration won't have time to be officious mm. because the uni is that big. The KPIs will actually have to be what's happening with researchers, what's happening with students, what's happening with academic development. Mm -hmm. We will have one combined library that maybe won't look sad. <laughs> Seeing the Barsmith is a sad, pale imitation of what it once was. So um, what's to stop both strengths being tampered by the other to the point where everything is just mediocre. That's something that is certainly a risk, but I think the opposite is true. Out of this, the academics become a bigger proportion of the number of humans moving around campus again mm. in relation to the administration and maybe remember how to be bolshy and get a good outcome instead of having been crushed at Adelaide like is happening now at Flinders. I've seen a few articles in recent times about their political science department just being absolutely torn to shreds. Well, Adelaide's down to half of one floor. Yeah. When I started my PhD, it was two full floors. Yeah, right. So try finding a healthy political science department in most of Australia. Yeah, okay. So yeah, that's a common problem of, of not explaining to students why it's relevant <laughs> or teaching it in a relevant way. To the point that it's got enough of a reputation that other people who haven't studied it, <laughs> employers, mm. <laughs> respect it also. Yep. Yeah. Because, again, understanding political science is relevant for everybody because every organisation is political. Mm. But that's how you have to teach it. <laughs> We're helping you to understand the entire world by using examples and theories. Mm. Teach it that way. Who isn't going to want to learn politics? So you know, I think as much as there is a risk of the administration becoming even more dysfunctional in a combined uni. Mm -hmm. The reality is UniSA's administration runs a big uni that gets a lot of people over the line to being qualified enough to getting a job and it listens to industry and it adapts its courses so that an, a middle-of-the-road student gets a middle-of-the-road degree that gets them a middle-of-the-road job. Nice. But UniSA is very good at delivering what it promises. Mm -hmm. Adelaide promises a lot and doesn't deliver. Mm. And if we could have the UniSA model of knowing what we do and how to do it and getting the outcome we promised, but just raise the level through Adelaide's history of being very good and its focus on you know, wanting to meaningfully be in the top 100 in the world, whereas I would say at the moment a very big office of very smart people spend a lot of time working out how to twist the numbers to get in the top 100. Yeah. yeah you, just, you don't see the outcomes to believe that's real. No. There are some outstanding researchers. There are some outstanding research, but not at the levels to suggest 
top 100 uni. Yeah. But I, I guess that's why, though, they have to keep a name that somewhat resembles University of Adelaide. And and I get that it has to change regardless. One, UniSA has had multiple name changes over its life. Well, going um, from being the Colleges of Advanced Education to becoming UniSA was such a big leap. Mm. And at the time, the UniSA brand didn't mean anything. Whereas now what it means is I can do a degree that will get me a job. Oh, absolutely. And, and that, that truth in advertising is actually valuable. And all the people who go, oh, Adelaide's going to lose its awesomeness. Yeah. Also, the University of Adelaide is going to lose its outstanding research. No, it's not. Mm. But you're going to move those researchers into an environment where there's a heck of a lot more students mm. and that some of them might be inspired by meeting top-tier researchers to go, hang on, do I want a job at the end of this or might I want to be a postgrad? Because in a department with twice as many academics and twice as many postgrads, how much nicer and more inspiring an experience is that going to be? And if there's enough of us to stand up to the administration, maybe it will be functional rather than cause the rest of us enhanced dysfunction. <laughs> yeah. I'm optimistic about what it could mean. I'm mm. pessimistic about whether it will actually happen. I think it can't continue as it is because Adelaide had hedged its bets so dramatically on the China and India student base mm. continuing to grow forever. Well, the reality is India's got choices all over the world to send its yeah. children to. and. The Chinese economy is contracting, and as we speak, Chinese citizens are going, we don't love President Xi, and we don't really love the CCP. <laughs> and China may not be sending anywhere near as many students overseas very soon because it's politically unpalatable, economically impossible, and there just could be too much internal upheaval. Mm. So the fact that we thought we could cash in on two countries as the market was really dumb. Oh, yeah. So, a, a, a mistake that multiple industries made, but perhaps most strongly was the higher education. Yeah, but sector. this is meant to be the thinky industry. <laughs> yeah. And when the thinky industry do no thinky, yeah. What do you, you know, what does the thinky industry deserve when it does no thinky? <laughs> hubris. Mm. Mm. Yeah, he's a dude. The hubriversity of uh, <laughs> Adelaide. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, you know, well, let's be rude. I'd rather be rude. Adelaide's, you know, the University of Adelaide has done an outstanding job of selecting less than stellar vice-chancellors now <laughs> for nearly 20 years. Mm. And what does that say, kiddies? That says the people who select them have no clue how reality works. Yeah. Because one bad VC, well, that's just a thing. This many means actually the people doing the selecting have no clue what a uni should be, how a uni should function, what students need and want, what a community expects, what the political establishment expects, or what industry needs. That's quite spectacular to get everything wrong about how to pick a VC five times in a row. <laughs> so what of the current Malinowskis South Australian state government's involvement in this matter is the push because it gains political points or is it just genuinely because the universities were crying out for help? I'm interested to know who started the ball rolling. I suspect there is political pressure both at state and federal levels mm. to solve the university problem in South Australia Okay, because University of Adelaide is group of eight and yet UniSA is the one doing the growing. <laughs> 
and mm. that is a bizarre problem. Mm. And it's the defense state. So how the heck are we going to train all the specialist engineers and people in nuclear physics to run nuclear subs mm. when the universities are so, you know, just in different directions? We mm. need continuity. And the deputy leader of the state Liberal Party came out this morning and said, I'm very concerned. This is removing choice. There'll be one less university in South Australia, <laughs> so students and parents will only have two choices. Mm. Uh, moron, <laughs> why would you send your brilliant kid to the generalist university down the road? <laughs> Wouldn't you investigate like the Brits like the Americans, like the Germans, like the French, like the Italians, like the Canadians, like the Israelis, where the best university is in your country to train your child in the thing they want to be good at to an extremely high level, rather than going, well, there's a uni near home. <laughs> you can just go there. <laughs> I know our Liberal Party is parochial, but for fuck's sake. <laughs> Okay, and perhaps it's useful to talk about the talent loss as well. Like, you know, in our immediate network, there's multiple people who have left the academic the circles to go and get, let's say, real jobs. Yep. Because it's, it's just it's a shame. It's crushing. Yep. And this is an opportunity to start rebuilding mm. and to start recognizing that if you've got a uni that big, um, why are you constantly trying to bring someone in from Oxbridge or Ivy League who Oxbridge and Ivy League didn't want to keep? <laughs> yeah. Like, think about this University of Adelaide. How many people have you brought in from Oxbridge and Ivy League that they didn't want to keep? Mm. If they didn't want to keep them, why do you think it was a good idea to hire them? <laughs> It's funny, like, reputation cannot survive on a diet of reputation. No. Yeah, you end up with indigestion <laughs> yeah. and then dying from a catastrophic fart. Yeah. <laughs> so what of the online universities? What of the maybe shift that we're experiencing? Do you think that that's an avenue that will grow or are we going to see more of this kind of amalgamation of physical universities? I don't know how many more mergers there'll be in Australia, mm. but I think in a small city like Adelaide, where most people in less than an hour could get to their campus and spend the day surrounded by people doing the same course, mm -hmm. people doing other courses, great researchers, great teachers, administrators that are held to account and not allowed to make the KPIs about administrative effectiveness. I think humans like being with humans and some people will have to train online. It's mm -hmm. just their only choice. But... In a small city like Adelaide, where it's never more than an hour to get to your campus for 90% of staff and students, mm. why wouldn't we want people to come on and develop their social skills, their group skills, their ability to connect, their ability to debate and discuss and grow in person? Because even if you are going to go into a virtual world after uni, like you're one of my two jobs now, I'm forever on Zoom. <laughs> but... Why would you do that before you have to? Yeah. Why would you sacrifice what makes our species amazing? And I was reading a great definition of what, you know, where reason and rationality come from and where argument comes from. Mm. These things didn't evolve for you and I to solve problems on their own. 
They evolved so that you and I can try and convince each other, reach a consensus, and get a better answer than either of us could individually. Mm. Universities work when 30 people sit in a room and talk to each other. And that just doesn't work on Zoom. It really doesn't. Because you get a couple of people talking in a breakout room and everyone else turns their screen and mics off. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then the people were talking going, why am I giving freebies to dumbwits over there in the corner? It's not. It's definitely not conducive to uh, conscientious uh, obje- no. objectors, right? That's the whole No. <laughs> so my feeling tagline. is they will push the online thing because they think, well, we can still get kids from overseas. Yes, you can. But don't sacrifice the growth experience that young adults need and benefit from of turning up to a campus Mm. and spending time with other people in the middle of their growth phase with people at the front of the room who might just be inspiring. Yeah. I think that's a great argument overall for the direction of universities, and especially, obviously, this is in the context of Adelaide, but I think it's a good case study. Even for a place like Oxbridge, they're literally small towns. They're not that connected to um, the metropolitan... But the point is you live in that world. Yeah. You literally live in that world and study in that world and make friends in that world and socialize in that world and be inspired in that world. Mm. And guess what? It creates some of the most amazing outcomes possible in an educational institution. Yeah. And Ivy League universities in America are often at the center of a suburb or a town mm. in that same way. You know, if you think you can make an online university behave like that, you're delusional. <laughs> and seeing we have a beautiful little city where most people can get in in an hour, why the heck wouldn't we make this amazing experience of going to uni be about being in the center of Adelaide? And, okay, ideally, let's have faculties on individual campuses Mm. so that people spend a whole day in the area they want to be immersed in. But let's make it that all you've got to do is jump on the uni bus. And five minutes later, you're somewhere else if you need to. Where's the hardship? I like the idea that we can make Adelaide renowned as a kind of education city in the same way that, you know, Canberra might be for ANU or, or something like that. Yeah, Just because of the scale hub. of Canberra, yeah. Mm. People can get to ANU easily and spend the whole down campus or in Civic. Yeah. Why not try and do the same thing here? And with more people, more things are possible. Mm. Again, as much as too much size, everyone goes, oh, everyone's, you know, gets lost in the crowd. Well, you know, Adelaide's letting students get lost in the crowd now. Mm. Academics are leaving in droves from low morale. Mm. People are only staying because they're so invested in their career or they can't imagine what else they can do. Now, I've heard one academic already say to me this week, you know, he's only there because he doesn't know where else to be. (laughs) Hmm. Well, do you have any maybe last comments uh, just on on bringing it back around to to the merger? For for people who maybe were otherwise pessimistic, maybe a a final... I think the final thing I would say is anyone who's going, this is terrible for the University of Adelaide, What are you comparing to? Hmm. If it was a decade that was a glory decade and your decade, you're comparing it to your memory, something that you've built up to be better than it was. And if you're at UniSA and you feel like your identity is going to be subsumed, well, no, you're bigger, you're more dynamic, you're more adaptable, you will shape the future culture better. So former University of Adelaide people, get over yourselves. University of South Australia people, Don't be afraid you're going to disappear. You're not going to. Thank you very much, David. Thank you, Tim. And thank you, listeners. Thank you for listening to Blind Insights. If you are enjoying listening to our podcast, please consider subscribing and sharing episodes with your friends. 
Thank you to Solstice Podcasting for allowing us to record in their studio. If you would like to find out more about Solstice Podcasting, please go to solsticepodcasting.com.au.